This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is brought to you by Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with the mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcasts and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com. A Kangaroo Fern production. A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Hey, we can do is just get stopped and run. Stop and run, guys. Push, push, push every time. Extra, extra, extra session with Kiko Malikdera. Tackles everything about the world of sports, especially the one close to the host heart, basketball. Updates, discussion, clarification, name it. Extra session has it. Extra, extra, extra session with Kiko Malikdera. So good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Extra Session with Kiko Malikdem here in Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. This is episode three of season two, and today we're very fortunate to have with us a veteran basketball player. He played in the NBA for one season after being drafted 35th overall in the 1988 NBA draft. He was best remembered by the Philippine basketball fans with his stint with the crowd favorite Hinebra San Miguel in 1990. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sylvester Gray. Good day, Sylvester. Hi, how is everyone doing? Uh, Nico, thank you. Yes, and I'm happy that you were able to, you know, join us. What's keeping you busy nowadays? Uh, well, my, my base is uh, Europe, Italy. Uh, I do uh, personal training. Uh, I have my basketball camp. Uh, and I also continue to play. It's over uh, over fifty. There's a national team in Italy, uh, mm-hmm. but since the COVID uh, has, has come around, you know, we haven't been able to uh, you know, do our thing. But at my age, I'm still playing, and you know, uh, it's it's a great life for me. You know, uh, before we start recording this, I was telling you that you you know it seems that you haven't changed a bit, and you, it seems that you're in tip-top shape. What's the secret of that? <laughs> Um, trying to keep a clear mind, you know, in, uh, growing up in, uh, in, uh, in the rules of America, uh, Memphis, uh, Millicent, Tennessee, um, growing up in a, uh, a basketball or, or athletic uh, environment, uh, and that has always stayed with me until today, uh, growing with, with great players, uh, I mean, just, just staying active, uh, not trying to have too much pressure during this time or in the past, because I know 
grassroots field. So, I mean, that's, it's just something that I do. And I thank nature for uh, giving me this opportunity to stay this way. Thank you. Yeah, you see. So, um, you you played, yeah, I mean, let's talk about your co colorful basketball career. You know, how did you actually start uh, for you? Were, the, were you really a basketball-loving guy when you were still a small boy? Um, I wouldn't say basketball. I, I would say I was, a, I was an all-around athlete, uh, baseball, football, running track, uh, you know, whatever sports that was around during my time, you know, uh, I was in it. You know, like I said before, I, I came from an area, a small area in Millerton, Tennessee, where the, the athletes were so abundant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, growing up in an environment like that, you can't help but to, you know, to catch on and see something and continue to, to do it. So as, as a child, uh, uh, athletes and sports was something that I, I, I grabbed onto early. And I, and I enjoyed it, so I, I just continued. Mm -hmm. I see. Now, uh, what made you choose? You know, I mean, you played uh, college ball in Memphis State University. You know, uh, right. what made you choose to play for that school? Were there other schools that ported you? Yes, uh, uh, you mentioned it. I was just reading some uh, articles of mine uh, from the past, and I read up an article where uh, my mother has stated that. Uh, it, there were so many colleges that without me that she had to change her number. Uh, and so, I mean, uh, and choosing Memphis, uh, Memphis State University, uh, it was a great program back in the days. And just to stay in my hometown uh, amongst my family and friends, uh, it, it was there. I mean, there was no reason to go in any other place in the nation or the country. So I just stayed home. I see. So it's near to your place. That's why, you know, you chose Memphis. Now, um, you played for the Miami Heat in the 1988-89 season. Wherein, right. if, you know, my research is right, you played for around 55 games. How was right. the experience of playing in the big league? Uh, so that's a um, heavy question for me right now. Just because I was still uh, a young child, you know, mm -hmm. I was uh, in my staff, actually in my sophomore year in university. So just because I came out of uh, university uh, early, because of some certain things, mm -hmm. and I mean to play in, in inside the NBA during that time with the great players like Magic and Michael and Larry Bird and Kareem and Charles Barkley. Uh, you know, it, it's something I can't explain. It was just a, a moment for me where I was like, oh, I didn't, actually, I didn't know what was going on. You know, I was still a child, but I was enjoying myself. And play, I mean, in that era, you know, how physical uh, that time was. So, I mean, it was like part of my growing up being physical and playing the big league. So it was like, you know, now that I look back on it, you know, but my, my, my memory of, of planning in the NBA, you know, as a, you know, my mind was still as a child. But now that I see 
and I and I can feel that that period in the past. I mean, it was great. I see. Were you starstruck? You know, when you you know when you saw the so-called you know NBA legend. Uh, I can sit here and say uh, no. <laughs> I can say yes. Yeah. You know, and that would be for the audience uh, to decide. But when I saw um, uh, Kareem and uh, Magic and all those guys, I mean, was like, wow, I'm like, oh. <laughs> really here. <laughs> it was it was, a, it was a, a dream of mine. Uh, you know, if if you had the opportunity to read my my newspaper mm -hmm. where I stated, you know, it was like I stated in my in my childhood days, like I'm going to the NBA. Yeah. So I mean, and that time came. It was like wow. I mean, I manifested my my own my own dream, or mm -hmm. whatever happened, I was there. So I mean, it was like. Wow, I mean, I thought I was big, but seeing like Carl uh, Malone and yeah. uh, Kareem and all those guys, uh, a larger one, it was like, wow, I made it. You know? yeah. <laughs> so it, it was great. I mean, the starstruck, uh, for me, it, it really happened. Mm -hmm. Now, after that season, you know, uh, you went on to play in the CBA for the Rapid right. City Thrillers, you know, what happened with the Miami Heat? Because uh, we check on the stats, you know, uh, uh, on how you played. You know, you, I mean, based on the points, uh, I mean, it's it's a good performance for a rookie back then. Yeah. What happened? Well, I mean, I can ask myself the same thing. What happened? Um, to this day, I don't know. You know mm -hmm. I know I had a very productive season. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, maybe it was something that I done or or what have you. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me to only get like a, a one year uh, chance to, to to prove myself, I think it was just kind of a, a raw deal for me. Whoever did this uh, juggling around and and things like that, uh, maybe it was a, a one year deal for this this guy coming from a small town. That, that's all he can handle. But like I said, I mean, I had a better productive you know? mm -hmm. uh, I have no proof. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't go back to my college and high school days. There are more things that connect to that. Mm -hmm. so I can sit here and tell you a story, but you won't believe it until you see the document. You know? So, I mean, it was like this, this, this is like a, a blue chip. Mm -hmm. This chip was like, okay. Move this chip here and take this chip and put it over here. So it was like this chip gets pushed away. Mm -hmm. So I was like one of those chips that got pushed away for oh. some what reason I don't know. Yes. Now, like what I said, you played in the CBA and then you you were able to play for correct me if I'm wrong, for the late Flip Sunders, or was it Eric Musselman already? I play. I play for uh, Eric uh, Muslim, Yes, mm -hmm. I always had a great time with those coaches. You know? I'm, I'm blessed to be to have been coached by some of the best coaches in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, from uh, from my high school, college, uh, NBA, CBA, the Philippines, you know, under Dworski, you know, <laughs> uh, that it's like wow. I, it's like I was this player that that's valuable to these coaches. You know, it, it was something amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Now, after two years in the CBA, you found yourself, you know, in the Philippines playing for the most popular team uh, um, until now. Well, believe it or not, it's they're called as Cinebra San Miguel. But when you played for for their franchise, it, their name was Añejo Ram. How right. did you get to the Philippines? Who hooked you up? Man, that's the a question I have no clue. I can never answer that, Kiko. I mean, I'm just I'm just going along with the program. You know? mm-hmm. uh, I was there. You know, the steps. The uh, who knows what the future holds. Here I am today talking to you about these things. I mean, I have no no idea how I ended up there. But I thank whoever. You know, it was it was wonderful. A wonderful experience. I see. And uh, how? What is? What is it like playing in the PBA? Um, I was enjoying myself uh, in the CBA. I mean, PBA, 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 PBA. Yeah. Okay, PBA. I mean, you know the the most the most uh, the experience I had in the my 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 most memorable memorable moments were the were the public. With the people, uh, the city in general, mm-hmm. and basketball was was part of it. The Philippines, <laughs> I, I never heard of it, but then I got there and I met the people, and to to see what it was like. I mean, it, it was a lovely experience. I mean, it, it was very hard, hard, hard touching, hard warming. Playing with some of the guys, I can't remember the name. Believe me, the only the only person I remember is Coach Moore. Your worst. How, how tough he was. <laughs> how, how he always pushed me to be better. You know, and I, I mean, they, I, I always want to talk to him because I was still young, even though when I was there at that time. Yes. But as I grew older, I, I want to talk to all these people that I had uh, a connection with. Mm-hmm. So and if, if you look at Coach Jaworski, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, would you believe that he became a senator, you know? <laughs> yeah, I heard that at one time. Yes. And, you know, you know, how was Jaworski or Senator Jaworski as a coach? You said he was like a great uh, coach to you. Was he a strict one or was he mm, somehow a laid back person? Uh, both. <laughs> he, he was very, he was very uh, demanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was very... Uh, a, a nice person, mm-hmm. loved me personally. You know, you know, like I said, I had a chance to play with some of the best coaches in the world. He was one of those coaches that I can put in in the same on the same plate as my high school coach, mm-hmm. my university coach, uh, my uh, NBA coach, and all mm-hmm. the coaches that I, I've been underneath here in Europe, Italy. So, all these coaches that I played with, and also underneath. They have always been aggressive, but loving. I mean, mm. yeah. They know. They know. They knew what they were doing. I see. Now, you you were a fantastic <laughs> reinforcement or import for Añejo Ram. You were averaging. Uh, I'm not closing, but you were scoring around 30, 40 points. Uh, but the season ended in a controversial manner. You know, could you recall what happened with the walkout? Can you walk us through it? What was the discussion? Did you want to play 
the game, finish the game, or were you one with the bosses to proceed with the walkout? You know, what I mean, can you I recall? Mean, <laughs> I can't. I can't recall. I, I mean, I was reading about it at at some point mm-hmm. uh, about the controversy just because mm-hmm. uh, it was the foul they were giving. I was in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was a, a situation before they were talking about my my height and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I guess I guess at that time we were too strong oh, yeah. for the league. <laughs> we were too strong for the league. And yeah. I think we were playing uh, 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 Bobby Parks. Yes, the late yeah. Bobby Parks. Yeah, the late Bobby Parks. Yeah, you know, he, you know, he's also from Memphis. Yeah, so we were from the same area. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I mean, I can remember something like again, but my my mind is not mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Also, I mean, but I, I remember I remember it was a tough game. I remember the, the fans and how hard it was <laughs> and things like that. I mean, and to walk out, I think that was the first time that happened in the PBA. Yes. It, was a, yeah. it was a walkout. Mm, in a so finals, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, it was a hard-nosed game. I mean, I can remember the the, the fans, and I mean, to be in a, in a situation like this with so many people around, I mean, it was like amazing. Yeah, if I could re- remember, that 1990 finals was a close one. Every game was hard fought, you know. It could have gone in other way, you know. Uh, Aniel could have won the games that you lost. Shell, Formula Shell, could have won the games that they lost. So it was, uh, you know, it was a a balance. The finals was a ba- featuring were featuring balanced teams. How was the, you know, how was, how did you communicate? I mean, during the finals, of course, you said Bobby Parks was from Memphis, also. So somehow you were the two of you are connected. Uh, were there Oh, you know, at the time where there were trash talking between the two of you? No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not that type of player. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just, uh, I enjoy playing the game. I enjoy mm-hmm. playing the game uh, 110%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, when I play, I play. There, there's not so much talking and things like that because I, I remember... Uh, from the NBA, it was Larry Bird and also uh, Kareem Olajuwon. Yes. And I, they always they say to me, "Don't waste your breath." You know, <laughs> so just just because you're gonna need that later on. So it was just I always played the game. So that's mm-hmm. it. I see. And then you know, I, you know, I couldn't. Good thing that you 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 help us remember. I know. I know you were. One of the controversial imports at the time because of the height, <laughs> you know. I right. remember that. <laughs> that that was a funny thing. But then you know the the PBA at the time were very conscious uh, with the height limit of the imports. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, uh, now after the tournament, you know, you found yourself playing in Europe and then back in the CBA. A lot of people were wondering why didn't you come back in the PBA, especially. I mean, you had a good performance. I mean, you you had a problem with the schedule, or no one called you up. No one called me up, and oh. maybe because I have uh, I didn't have uh, great rep- 
representations or my agents or things like that. You know, mm-hmm. again, business and uh, things like that. I had had no clue. You know, so, you know mm-hmm. coming up in a uh, you know small town mm-hmm. uh, in Tennessee, Millerton, Memphis, Tennessee. I was more miseducated on business and, and things like that. You know, I was just a, I was just a child enjoying life. Plan and not looking at the business or anything oh, like that. Oh, you know. Okay. Are you a podcaster who's getting frustrated because your show results are not in your favor? Are you losing hope because you feel like podcasting doesn't help you generate income? Are you a podcast service provider who is struggling to meet your clients' expectations? If yes, head on to www.podkai.com. Book a call with the founder of Podkai Media, Kai Villanueva, and get clear and proven strategies to earn through podcasting. That's why, you know, a lot of fans, you know, I, I'm not, at that time, I'm not an, a Hinebra fan or a Neo fan, but I was more of a Pure Foods fan before. Uh, I was wondering, why hasn't Sylvester Gay come back, you know? <laughs> well, he was a great import, and he could. I would, I would love to come back to there. You know, I would, I would enjoy coming back because I mean, it was just mm-hmm. the, it was the people, mm-hmm. it was the people that that I, I really enjoyed. Yes, and and then, uh, actually, after 1990, the you were able to surprise a lot when you came back to play for Alaska. Uh, how did it happen? You know, it it took you seven years. To come back, you know, <laughs> it was a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it, it, it it, the, the thing was up to me, I would come back every year. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, seeing, seeing things now, uh, how things work with the, with the business and, and uh, the moving around with the players and things like that, I mean, I can see mm-hmm. uh, maybe something. Um, a player is too strong or, or too popular, where the, mm-hmm. the system just don't want you. You know, I, mm-hmm. I can speak on that on another level. In mm-hmm. High school, in college, NBA, and, and so on. So mm-hmm. sometimes a, a, a person in general can just be too valuable. You know, mm-hmm. you, know you can be you can, you can outshine someone without even even playing the game. Now you see. Now, uh, you receive. I mean. You 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 played for Alaska, but then during the the middle of the tournament, I, I if I'm not mistaken, semifinals, something like that. Uh, I mean, you left. What happened after that? I don't know. I, I have no I have no clue, Tico. What what went on back in those days? I mean, really, I have no clue. I don't know why I left or who pulled me away. I have no clue. Oh. Really, I, it it, it, it bothers me a lot. Oh, I see. I mean. You were playing good at that time, you know. So basically, you were. Uh, I mean, the news. I mean, when we did some research, you left something, or you were replaced. So I actually you don't have a clue for that. Me either. I mean, uh, I'm with you. I have. I have no mm-hmm. clue what what went on, and, and still, you know. But I I kept moving. I kept going on with my life, and didn't let it anything like that stop me or hinder me. Me down. I see. And then you continued playing until the late part of the 20, 2000s. So around 2000 to 2010. Uh, 
I mean, what was the turning point in your career that, that made you think, ah, it's time for me to, you know, to retire? Well, I mean, retire, I think I retire when I'm dead, you know, <laughs> because I'm still playing, you know. Uh, I'm still healthy and I can still run, jump, and shoot. So, mm -hmm. I mean, retire is something maybe someone said, you know. I mean, stop playing basketball professionally, something like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I, the league pushed me out back in oh, okay. 2000, 2006. Mm -hmm. that's, when, that's when I actually stopped playing professional. Mm, I see. Uh, you know, it's, it's more things to do also. Just because mm -hmm. of, of some things the doctors said, some things the coaches said, uh, to put things out in the, in the, in the air that... Uh, that they want other teams to contact me because mm -hmm. something that other people said about me which it never happened or it, it, it didn't appear to me or mm -hmm. it didn't so like an injury it gave me mm -hmm. an injury where I, I never had you know oh okay yeah I mean it's the world of, of misinformation mm -hmm. you know when people say things because like I said before you can be too great they have to find something to, to push you out. Mm -hmm. I think I was one of those players where, okay, this guy has this, and this guy has this. But mm -hmm. shit, I, know, I, I never missed a game uh, for an injury they gave me. I see. Now, uh, what was the biggest... Uh, well, let's start with a positive one. What was your biggest achievement in your basketball career? Uh, <laughs> Great question. Uh, I can go back to high school. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like high school, my high school days was uh, my glory, my glory days. Just because of being a uh, being named Mister Basketball in Tennessee, mm -hmm. uh, being uh, being one of the best players for Gatorade. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and yeah, and, and things go on. You know, I was the best freshman in. Uh, when I made it to university. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just uh, many things put together. I, I just can't uh, choose one, but it was my high school days that actually started, started, mm -hmm. the, started the wheel to roll because everything from being one of the top 25 players in the nation. I see. And uh, then, so, and then uh, of course, with your biggest, you know, the achievement that you have in your basketball, what is the biggest disappointment in your career? What do you think? I don't, I don't have any. Uh, the, <laughs> my, my thing is, uh, the disappointment is how people uh, push, push me away uh, or X me out for no reason. Mm -hmm. uh, and and that's, that's a very disappointment. Feeling for for me, I'm pretty sure there would be a, a feeling for a lot of people. You know? mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it was just something where, like I said, with the doctors and the, the coaches and the general managers, like they all came together and like, okay, this is enough. You know, instead of just asking me or or diagnosing me with the you know, physical. Instead of just going by an x-ray machine 
or something like that. You know, the disappointment is is the people outward. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I never did anything uh, to the system. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like the system was for some reason I don't know. I see. Now, um, so basically, you 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 said you have you have a family right now. Do you have any you know children that you know that that would like to follow your footsteps as a player? Well, I mean, um, I have, but to follow my footsteps, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> say that I would I would like them to you know do their own steps. You know, mm-hmm. whatever comes to them, what makes them happy, uh, and things like this. So uh, it's up to them. You know, I laid the foundation for you know for for many people, uh, mm-hmm. not only my children, but also for other children around me and my nephews and mm-hmm. uh, people who, who watch me, the younger children. Um, I work with many uh, young children still today. I see. Now, um, you said you, you were running a basketball camp uh, right. uh, there in Italy, you know. Um, do you, you know, have you... Have you thought of, you know, being a full-time coach in a basketball team? That does that cross your mind already? Well, yeah, I, I tried uh, <laughs> again uh, for many years. I tried here in Europe, in Italy, to, to work with the three. I, uh, I even got my license to coach. Oh, okay. But then again, uh, something that kept me away from the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, because the children love me here. Uh, they always ask me, oh, okay, when are you going to coach? I said, hey, I'm always ready to coach, but then again, there's another this energy out there that don't want me to, to be around your children. Maybe, mm-hmm. again, maybe it's my way of coaching or, mm-hmm. or way I handle with the children because my way is not their way. I see. Now, uh, do you? We'll, we'll go back with the PBA during your time. Do you remember, you know, your toughest op- opponent in the PBA? So you want to start a podcast, or perhaps you've already started one, but you're still unclear on how you can actually make this podcasting work. No worries. That's why we're here for you. We are Gorilla Podcast Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Join our network. Contact us at info at kangaroofern.com because we're stronger together. Huh. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember names. I, I yeah. mean, there, there was one guy I have his picture with who was, who was pretty tall. Uh, he wore goggles. Uh, is it a Filipino or import? It was a Filipino, actually, because they always play hard. They always play hard against me. <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they played hard against all the 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 players that came there. But just because you know, when you come to an area, you go to a home, you go to the home of other people. They always gonna play hard, and, <laughs> and plus it was so. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, I mean, all, I mean, 
all the guys play hard. It, it never was a, a easy game mm-hmm. or game that I played. It was just, it was always a, a battle. Mm-hmm. A and I remember the first time I caught crap was in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, I have to recall that, you know, because I was still, you know, around 10 years old back then. Uh, so I would have to recall all the players that has goggles at the time when you yeah. were... <laughs> No, but 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 that's one you know one great you know thing that you said you know so we'll so anybody who's watching this you know you know you could send us a message who could that be <laughs> who could that play <laughs> <laughs> now uh what well, i mean uh if ever there would be some offers uh from you know from philippine basketball that you know would would entice you to 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 return to be let's say a consultant a coach or a trainer would you grab that opportunity yes yes without a second thought i'll be i will come mm-hmm. like that yeah just, just because of, of the of the feeling that i have uh for the people mm-hmm. how how well they treated me mm-hmm. uh i mean even when i was around on the street and i see little children uh, around Because that that reminded me of myself when I was a child, you know, that yeah. running around having fun, and you don't have no thoughts. You know? <laughs> I see. Just uh, driving through the the pastures when I was seeing the people out there, and it was just yeah. it, it reminded me so much of of me when I was young. Were you able to, you know, see oh, old photos of you playing in the PBA? No, I have, I have one or two photos. I see. Well, I, I would look for it, you know, and I would, you know, tag you with it, you know, because we do have some, you know, some pages that that really, you know, uh, it's like a trip down to memory lane. You know, right. You, right. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. How about Sylvester Gray? Yeah, he was a great import. What whatever happened to him? You know, something like that. I'm still here, guys. I'm still, I'm still kicking it. <laughs> now uh do you have any you know any message for your fans supporters and family before you know we wrap things up you know well i mean i want uh to say uh thank everyone for the support uh, mm-hmm. uh thank you for reaching out and uh, having this this pleasant conversation i guess it's been a long time coming here we are uh I just want to say to my fans if I have if I still have some out there. Yes. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, I miss you guys and I, I hope one day uh, we can reunite re- and, and have some sit down right. conversation or or you, you all bring your kids to me and see what we can go from there. I see. Now, one more thing. Well, you know, there were a lot of, you know, former PBA players or imports that played in the Philippines, you know, usually they, they settled down in, in, in back in America. But, you know, I was surprised. That's why we, when we were talking, you know, chatting, uh, what, in what time zone are you in right now? So I was surprised. Whoa, you're in Italy. Well, I mean, I'm what, Italy. Yeah. what, what made you decide to, you know, stay put in Italy? Uh, you know, you, you never know what uh, the future is. For you, and, and I found myself uh, a home away from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found that you know that the situation here with the people was was much greater than 
uh, the stadium mm-hmm. uh, the people have for me, even though if they knew I wasn't a basketball player, then it's just a, a different type of feeling. Now, uh, so you have, uh, before we wrap things up, you know, this is somehow, you know, I was, like what I said earlier, I was just like 10 years old when you first uh, right. arrived in the Philippines. So this is somehow like, uh, you know, nostalgic, feeling nostalgic right now. <laughs> uh, you know, I, and of course, being being exposed to to basketball when I was still, you know, a, a child having to talk to, you know, a former uh, PBA great import, you know, it, it this is somehow, you. Uh, you know, a great privilege for me. And uh, you have um, any final messages or you um, to everyone before we wrap things up? Just uh, Stay healthy, uh, stay positive if you can in your mind. Um, it's, it's not too much to take people because people are going to be you know, uh, who they are uh, and do what they want to do. Uh, maybe the children who keep watching, uh, just stay strong, uh, keep working. Uh, talent is it's not a talent. To have talent, you have to work for it. You have to work. Every day, if you want to be great in whatever you do, um, I say uh, I love everyone that support me. And who don't support me, they can okay. go the other way. <laughs> okay, so I thank you, Pico, for reaching out uh, and having this wonderful moment. Yes, sir. So, um, you know, this has been a great privilege, like what I said earlier, a great p- privilege for us to get hold of you and hopefully we'll be able to get in touch with you. Uh, I know you're very, very busy with your schedule and, you know, uh, I'm so happy that I was able, you know, to get in touch with you. So uh, that wraps up our episode. Uh, Just like I said, a small talk, chit chat, uh, trying to reach out with the former PBA greats. And I would like to thank you again, uh, Mr. Sylvester Gray, Thank you for Thank spending you, time with us. And uh, indeed, it was a great honor for us to have you in our podcast. So uh, like what I said, everyone, this has been Kiko Malikdem in behalf of the Independent Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Philippines. Games are always exciting if there is extra session. Run. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit our website at www.guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. You can also join the conversation with Gorillas RE on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please consider on making a donation to help us keep making the podcast you love. If you have any questions, 
feel free to reach out to us. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com